0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Matt McLaren, friend of the show of 96.7, the ticket down there in DFW. And Matt, it's been a while. Appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon, man?
1: Man, I am doing fantastic because you just said the magic words. The Texas Rangers are going to the World Series.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, that's actually a perfect segue, because I was going to start. How do you feel? How, how is the city of Dallas and the DFW Metro feeling after not only being able to get to the World Series, but beating the Astros in order to get to the World Series? It's
1: a pretty elating feeling for somebody like me who grew up in the DFW area and has been a Rangers fan since I was about five years old and has been through a lot with this team through the years, a lot of lean years. And some good years, of course, getting real close in 2011 to win a World Series, and it didn't happen. And then here this year, to be able to essentially slay the dragon, as it were, to have to go through Houston and to take game six and seven, outscoring the Astros 20 to six in those two games in their park to do so, it's, I know me and a lot of other Rangers fans, it's really hard to describe. One, you get to go to the World Series again. But two, as you mentioned, doing it by going through easily the biggest rival that this team has and ending their reign, so to speak, in the American League, it, it, it's it's, a, its an indescribable feeling. And if you're a Ranger fan, you got to be feeling this, too, because it it's fantastic. And we're all very, very excited for what the next week to 10 days could hold for the Texas Rangers.
2: What's it been like for the Rangers and the win streak that they've been on on the road? That's something that is rare, but it, it just shows that they're playing really good at the right time, making it to the World Series on a you know, on a run to try to win a championship.
1: Yeah, it's really weird too because they were below five hundred on the road by just the game, but still forty and forty one in the regular season. And this is a really streaky team throughout the course of the year, but especially in the second half where they would have these runs, where they would get really hot. For instance, they won eight, then they lose eight. They won six, then they lost six. All in the second half as they were battling for the division. And then to lose the division on the final day of the season when they lost to Seattle because they couldn't score a run and Houston wins on a tiebreaker, and you look at that and you say, okay, you're not a very good road team you have to, as you just wrapped up this road trip going to Los Angeles and then to Seattle, now you have to fly all the way across the country to open up the playoffs against Tampa. Then if you win that, oh, by the way, you're still not going home. Now you have to fly up to Baltimore to play potentially the best team in the American League. So it it was really interesting to see that not only did they get hot and have a nice little win streak, but as you mentioned – Doing it all on the road where they've now won eight consecutive road games, I think it kind of speaks as a testament to Bruce Bochy, the manager, and some of the leaders on this team and Seeger, Corey Seeger, and Marcus Simeon, to not get rattled and to really kind of take it as a day-by-day approach. But, I mean, watching these games, we all just kept expecting certain things that we had seen over the course of 162 games to kind of show itself. And so far in the playoffs, it hasn't. And as a result, they're going to the World Series.
0: Well, Matt, I've always been curious too, because we see in baseball, like what was it this year early, you had all the teams that had hundred wins regular season get bounced pretty early. Uh, sometimes it's just a crapshoot on uh, getting hot at the right time and who does it. But when it comes to the Rangers and looking at where they're at now, what was the expectation for the Rangers heading into this season, and how have they been able to be this team now that they're standing in the college and in the World Series and just four wins away from winning it all?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you think about it. Two years ago, 60 wins. Last year, 68 wins. And to be fair, I think that there was a little bit of a belief that this is a team that could maybe compete for some meaningful meaningful baseball into September that could compete potentially for a wild card spot. Now, competing for the division, I don't know that we would have said that before the season just because the Astros have been so good. I think a lot of people thought the Mariners would be a little bit better than they were earlier in the year. But I, I my personal belief, I did pick the Rangers to make the playoffs, but I picked them as the second wild card. I I thought that they could get to that 85-86 win range this year that could potentially get them a second wild card. They were able to get up to 90 wins. And you go back to the offseason, their general manager, Chris Young, flat out said that they expected to compete for a playoff spot this year. You look at the money they've invested in some of the players that they've signed in the last few years, from Nathan Evaldi, who's been fantastic, to John Gray, who also was really good this past season, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and then some of the moves that they've made with their youth where they hit on guys like Josh Young, the late-season call-up of an Evan Carter who has just been phenomenal. And I think when you piece all of that together, you have a really interesting team. And then, of course, going out on the offseason, potentially the biggest addition to this club, Bruce Bochy, who had been retired and hadn't managed in three years, and convincing him to come out of retirement and lead this thing all those pieces together, you have a, a a manager that knows how to win in the postseason and Bruce Bochy. You have veteran leaderships, including a guy in Corey Seager, who's a former World Series MVP. And then you've got this influx of youth who, in some cases, just don't know what they're not supposed to know. And so I think all that stuff has really come together. Then you get to the trade deadline, picking up a Max Scherzer, picking up a Jordan Montgomery, who at the trade deadline, we were all kind of like, okay, well, what do you think this guy's going to do? And all of a sudden, he's probably their second best pitcher right now. So they've done a really good job of spending some money, making some trades, developing some youth, and convincing one of the great managers of all time to guide this thing. And you're seeing the results.
2: What What was it that went into getting Bruce Bochy? Because as you mentioned, he's a guy that was retired, and uh, they had to reach out to him and convince him to come in and coach this team and – That's been really important to the cause and them making this run. But what went into being able to convince him to come in?
1: A lot of different things. And and hearing some of the things that Bochy has said, he was, I think, content being retired. He was coaching his grandkids' baseball teams. And, you know, this is kind of what retirement is. And he's told this story before where he went to a Rolling Stones concert, of all things, and saw Mick Jagger running around and dancing all over the stage in his 80s and thought, well, maybe there is something more. And I think it just timed out perfectly to where Chris Young, the Rangers' GM, they knew they needed to make a change. And it started a couple of years ago when they convinced guys like Corey Seeger and Marcus Simeon, hey, come play for this team that just won 60 games and has been one of the worst teams in baseball the last couple of seasons. And it's more than the money. We have a vision and laid out the vision of this is what we want to do. And they were able to show that to Bruce Bochi as well and, and show that the franchise is willing to spend money that they are willing to go out and get the arms that are necessary, the bats that are necessary, that they're willing to make moves. Rangers have a loaded farm system. They're going to be making some more trades this offseason. And so I think when they laid all that out with the plan of where they wanted to be, and again, I don't know anybody who thought that this team would go to the World Series in 2023. But 2024, 2025, I think that they were able to sell the vision of it won't take that long to build this into a team that can compete for World Championships. It, It just so happened that once Bochy got here and they got here a little earlier than anticipated, that it ended up being 2023. But I, I, again, it goes back to the vision of Chris Young of what they believed this team could be over the handful of the next years. And Ray Davis, the owner, and his willingness to open his pocketbooks and spend some money to get some of these big name guys to come here.
0: Speaking with Matt McLaren of 96.7, the ticket down there in Dallas here on Out of Bounds. Now, uh, you're going, you know you're going to the World Series if you're a Rangers fan, and you're just waiting on what the final result is going to be between the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Is there a preference that uh, maybe Rangers fans have, or what do you think would be a good matchup, or is it like, hey, it doesn't matter, bring them on, let's go get a dub?
1: I think at this point it, it truly is more of a, it doesn't matter because the mountaintop for us is winning finally for the first time in 51 years of the Texas Rangers to finally win a World Series. But having already gone through Houston – A team that has been, as much as I hate the Astros, they've been the best franchise in baseball, regardless of the cheating scandal from 2017. Even if you just look at the last five years, they're the best franchise in baseball. You know, maybe the Braves have something to say about that, but that's the reality of what we're looking at. And so it's, I think if you'd asked me that question before the league championship series started, I probably would have said Arizona, but the fact that the Diamondbacks have taken the Phillies to a Game 7 and won last night in Philadelphia, either one of those teams is going to be hard to knock off. And, and, and I don't know that either one is a better matchup than the other. Rangers have home field advantage. It, it kind of comes down to the guys that they have with Nathan Baldy and, and Jordan Montgomery doing what we've seen them do through the playoffs and this bullpen holding up. And if they can do that, I don't know that it matters who they play.
2: Rangers have been really explosive offensively, putting up a lot of runs. Did you see some of this happening throughout the season, or is this something that just came about late, as of late?
1: Well, if you go back to the first half, before they had some injuries, I mean, keep in mind, this is the Texas Rangers team that sent five guys to the all-star game and had four position players that were out there. You know, they had the starting catcher, the starting first baseman, the starting second second baseman, starting third baseman and shortstop, not first baseman, but – you look at that, and then Garcia in the outfield, and the power that they had, I mean, for the first maybe month, six weeks of the season, they were putting up numbers with their run differential where you see these statistics of the last nine teams that outscored opponents like this through the first 60 games all went on to win the World Series. Well, then the Rangers fell off, and everybody goes, well, what happened? Well, Corey Seeger got hurt. Jonah Heim got hurt and had to miss some time. Josh Young missed six weeks because of a problem with his hand that he had to have repaired and so when you started to miss these guys out of the lineup of course it wasn't going to be as potent as it was when the five all-stars are all in there and healthy and then if you go back they all missed time after the all-star break they went almost two months without their their the lineup that they prefer together and then on september 18th against the boston red sox they were all healthy in the lineup for the first time in almost exactly two months and if you go back to september 18th until now I believe it's 25 games that they've played, if I remember correctly, and they're 18-7 and in those games, something like that. So it it kind of has seen a reversion to what they were in the first half when they were so good because of the health and the addition of Evan Carter coming out of the minor leagues. They called up on September 1st, and we would heard a lot about him as one of the guys who will be the future of the next decade. Nobody thought he'd be ready to do what he's been doing certainly not in the playoffs as a 21-year-old. I mean, he'll still be a rookie next year.
0: So, Matt, is this something that's built for the future? I know you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but, uh, you know, in baseball we see a team sometimes will win a World Series and then they get gutted and, 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 you know, it kind of takes a little bit for them to get back. But do you think that just what the Rangers have in place, that this is something that they can build upon this year regardless of what happens in the World Series?
1: Yes, I definitely do. I thought this was the first year of a window of playoff contention Similar to what we saw in the late 90s with the Yankees and recently with the Astros, we've seen the Braves, who have been perennial playoff contenders. The Dodgers, they're built like that. They're going to spend the money. Vivaldi has to come back next year. They've got Max Scherzer, who's going to be back next year. Jacob DeGrom will come back from Tommy John next year. Jordan Montgomery's a free agent. I don't know if they'll be able to re-sign him. But you look at their positional players, Garcia is going to be back. Low Simeon, and Seeger are here for the next five-plus years. Josh Young is technically a rookie this year. As I just mentioned, Evan Carter, and then some guys in the minors. I mean, I know you guys in SEC country, Wyatt Langford, the Florida kid that they drafted really high this year. There's a lot of thought that he may be your starting left fielder beginning the season, next season. So they've got some other guys in the system who are high-level locked, locked in the middle infield that don't have a spot that will probably get traded. The key is going to be, can you develop some young pitching, which has always been a problem for this franchise. But if a Jack Leiter or a Kumar Rocker, the guys, as you guys know, that pitched at Vanderbilt, Rocker's out with Tommy John right now. But if Leiter can figure some things out, they've got a couple of other guys, Brock Porter and Owen White, that are in the system that they're real high on. And if they develop a couple of those arms to go with this core of positional players that they have built, there's no reason to think that this is this is the unexpected beginning, the unexpected run to the World Series that could be, who knows? I mean, you hate to, to sit here and say, man, maybe four or five times in the next handful of years, but they're certainly going to be in the conversation, that's for sure.
2: Were you surprised to see Max Scherzer return? Now, we know that at the time it was announced that he was dealing with a shoulder injury, that most likely he was going to miss the remainder of the season, and then it came to a point where he – was kind of back on track where they said they made a deep playoff run, which they have that he would be back. But he, he seemed to return a little sooner than expected with that, with the run that they made. And also he did reveal last night that he's dealing with a bit of a thumb injury to go into the world series. But it seems like if he got through that shoulder injury, the thumb injury, which he did say is more of a problem. Now he should be fine and good to go. But were you surprised to see him come back in the time frame that he did?
1: We had heard rumors that if they make it to the World Series, that he'd be able to return by then. And then you started to see some things that he was a little ahead of schedule and was kind of pushing it and doing some things and throwing all that type of thing. So then it kind of adjusted to, well, if they make the ALCS, there's a chance that he may play. And so when they included him on the roster for the ALCS, I think everybody was like, okay, is he going to start? Is he only going to be able to come in and give you an inning? And once he had come out, like right before they announced the roster for the ALCS, he had a bullpen session where he threw 69 pitches and apparently responded to that really well. And they thought that he'd be able to go. And I, I thought in his first start in the series in game four that it, you could kind of tell that he was a little shaky and, and a little he was trying to figure out his slider. And I thought he was fine last night. I mean, he, he got him, yeah, a run in the first. They were 3-1 coming out of the first, but you knew it was going to be a short leash and they didn't want to overextend him. But I think having two starts under his belt now and the way that he looked yesterday, because his fastball is on point, his velocity was up on his fastball more so than even the regular season, which was nice to see. It was about the breaking stuff and the control that he has of that. And if he can get that cut on his thumb healed, then you don't need him for game one or game two. Maybe you can throw him and you're talking almost a week because what is that? Monday is game three. Tuesday is is game two or is game four, so it may it may be over a week if you decide that you want to throw him out there in game four. Be curious to see what they do, but I think he'll be good to go.
0: Well, Matt, I know we just got a few minutes left with you, man, and I'm just curious of uh, with the Rangers being in the World Series, Cowboys, you know, still still doing their thing. Uh, how much of uh, <laughs> the attention diverted over to the Rangers, or are people still all in on the Cowboys and feeling, uh, I guess, up and down about this season so far?
1: Yeah, I mean it. it The interesting timing of this is the bye week, of course, that just happened, coincides with the ALCS. And so that allowed, you know, with what we do, we're Cowboys Central, and and, and everybody loves talking about the Cowboys, but the fact that they were on a bye week gave us that opportunity to focus on the Rangers, and it's very Rangers-heavy right now. This is a week to 10 days for a team that might win its first-ever world championship, and then you got a Cowboys team that frustrates the hell out of everybody, And they're just weird. They have that that odd loss to the Cardinals. They get blown off the field in San Francisco. You see some of the teams that they've blown out. It kind of was a meh, grinded out, what-are-you-doing type win the last time we saw them against the Chargers. And now you got the Rams. And I I don't know how many people – okay, you beat the Rams. Neat. It's all about the Eagles game that next week. And that's the next big test for them. They failed the first one against San Francisco – I don't think a lot of people put any stock into beating the Chargers and Rams. Everybody wants to see how they're going to do with Philadelphia. So the fact that they're kind of in that part of the schedule right now, and it's coinciding with this run that the Rangers have had, has been great for Dallas. But the Cowboys are going to be fine. They're a playoff team, and that's kind of what this season was all about, is, okay, cool, go to the playoffs. What are you going to do when you get there? Well, apparently you're still not as good as San Francisco. Can you get past Philadelphia? We'll find out in a couple weeks.
0: Well, Matt, man, as always, we we appreciate you joining us. I know it's uh, an exciting time down there, and hopefully, uh, for your sake, uh, the Rangers end up taking care of business in the World Series because I feel like you'll be having plenty of celebration going o- along with uh, <laughs> everything that you already have going on down there in Dallas.
1: And you got that right. Lifelong dream. I've always, I've, I've dreamed it since I was a little kid to see this team win a World Series. So let's hope that they can get it done this year. But I appreciate you guys anytime.